to another enthralling, exciting episode of the Ball and Foot Podcast because Chelsea won. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I'm Daniel and I'm joined as always by the luscious, lavishing looking Wow. Jason. How you doing today, man? I'm good. I like that alliteration. Uh the the alliteration um praise? No, yeah. cat calling? Uh, wait, are you catcalling me? <laughs> nope, can't do that in culture day. Catcalling, oh, okay. that'll get you canceled. I'm not catcalling you, Jason. Okay, well, if I like it, maybe it's okay. At least on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just not in front of your wife, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, she's used to us catcalling each other, so I think it's okay. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You know, it's just the the occasional eye rolls from our wives is all we have to yes. deal with. Yeah, yeah. I, it's worth it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. Most definitely. But hey, we get to be really positive and vibrant yes. on this podcast. You know, I've had a couple of beers, so I'm feeling great right now. Um, a couple so. beers for one mug. That mug is amazing. <laughs> hey, look, yeah, support the local breweries, man. Support the yeah. local breweries. Um, I, I had some cold brew from a, a, a mason jar, <laughs> so that's not nearly as cool. <laughs> hey, but cold brew is legit, so you know, gotta it respect is. it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we, we won 2-0. Um, incredible. Incredible. Uh, great game. Well, well, I won't say great game. I'll say <laughs> an amazing first half, at least, of a yeah. game. Like, the first 45 minutes was great. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, I would uh, even say amazing first thirty minutes. Yeah, and then the the rest of the match stagnated so much. I don't even remember what happened. Yeah the the second like the second half like I, I live tweet matches. You know, as you know, Jason, uh-huh. uh, it's yep. all our three listeners. If you, you know, if you want to follow along with the match and you can't watch it, just <laughs> follow the. Follow us at the ball and foot. I'll live tweet the match and let you know what's going on. You um, do an incredible job, by the way, too. Well, I didn't really tweet very much in the second half. That's what I was going to say. Because <laughs> literally, nothing happened in the second half. It's, yeah. the, the, the only thing that happened in the second half is, is freaking Reese James got hurt. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that freaking sucks. Yes. That's where, so, that's where we'll get angry when we come to yeah. that. Yeah, because we have now learned after discussing, you know, in before this podcast started that we need to be angrier on this podcast because that's how we'll get listeners. So we're going to become angry media people. Grr. <laughs> I was like a yeah, five-year-old. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, every time you get angry, I want you to growl now. <laughs> just, uh, you know, just so we know, we have an audio, audio, we have an auditory clue um and uh because it's great hey yeah i'll just start growling every time i say todd bowley's name because that's usually when i get angry so (laughs) Um, yeah we'll see what he does in january uh hey look hey next podcast we get to start talking about transfer news jason because we're not we're not going to talk about transfer news until january until the window is open because we both despise it and i don't want to talk about it until january Still don't want to talk about it. I'm just going to not talk. <laughs> you can talk. <laughs> Tack on an extra 45 minutes to every podcast now. <laughs> oh, Lord. I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I can either. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. But, yeah, so Chelsea uh, takes down Bournemouth 2-0. Um, just for reference, this was on December 27, 2022 at 11.30 a.m. kickoff at the bridge with 40,000 people in attendance. And the wonderful, amazing, delightful, possibly now the most hated ref in the Premier League, Simon Hooper, was oh only uh, pitched this day. And what an atrocious job this guy did. Who is this guy? I, I haven't even heard of this guy before. Did he get bumped up or either. something? Did he get promoted? I have no clue. I had not heard of Simon Hooper. Maybe he's been around for years and he's just been decent and I hadn't been, had to look his name up. But now, since he decided he wanted to have a shit show of a game, you know, I know his name now and I will hate him forever. So, you've now joined the Mark Clattenburg Club. So, oh, great Lord. job, Simon Hooper. 
Yeah, he, um, oh, great. I just typed in his name and I can get some referee statistics. Um, he has one appearance in the League Cup and 11 in the Premier League. Is that this year? I think that's this year. Yeah, that's this season. So not experienced. Or, well, this year at least. So Out of whatever. all seasons, though, he has spent most of his time in the championship. Well, there you go. So, but he has been a ref this year 11 times. Um, Apparently, he has refed three of our games. Hmm. Well. I have a hard time believing this. How did we not know this guy? Before I, I don't today? know, but I just know that watching this game and watching Simon, Mr. Hooper here, ref this match was just, like, I don't remember half the stuff that happened. I just remember the dude was trash and getting angry about it and missing. I know he missed the Pulisic penalty, which I thought would have been a soft penalty to begin with, but he pulled him down by the shirt. Yeah. And then it wasn't 10 minutes later the same thing happened just at the middle of the pitch and it wasn't even, it was, it was less, it was, I'm pretty sure a board player grabbed one of our players by the shoulder and sort of pulled him down. It wasn't even as egregious or atrocious as the Pulisic foul. And he called that a foul because it wasn't in the box. So it's just like, there's no consistency, but that's an issue across football in general, but whatever. I'm this guy. Yeah, what refereeing in general has been atrocious as of late. Um, it's always been bad, but it is, it's like you said, it's been bad. And he, yeah, he was something to behold. Like, when, when a ref puts that much stamp on a game um, by not doing his job, yeah, that's not a good thing. Yeah, if I know the ref's name by the end of the match, it's not, it's not good. Like, you shouldn't know the ref's name at the end of the match. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, maybe that means... So, he had... Um, he refed the Bournemouth game, as we all know. Because we know his name now. But he also did our loss against Man City in the EFL. And then earlier this year, um, in October, I think that's... Uh, yeah, October 8th, when we played... Wolverhampton but we won that one three to nothing so so maybe he did a better job then see but we didn't know his name so maybe he did okay yep maybe so um but anyway uh do you enough about the ref let's just let's talk about something positive that did come from the game we won oh so yeah. uh you know uh do you have the starting lineup in front of you Jason do you want to get us our starters yeah, I got it. So a lot of people have us as like a four-two-three-one, um, mm-hmm. which is pretty interesting. Uh, although that was, that was extremely fluid. Um, yeah. Jorginho was like the main defensive midfielder, and mm-hmm. um, Zakaria and Mount, te- kind of Mount, pushed really high. Um, so anyway, was, I'll just go. Roll. Yeah, sorry, he was free well, Roman. You, you, you read yes, you read the lineup, and then we'll touch on Mount's role in this yeah. game. Yeah, so uh, Keppa makes the start, pretty pretty good. Um, then we have uh, James uh, on the right with Koulibaly and Silva um, as our center backs, and then Kukurea on the left. And then we have uh, Jorginho and Zakaria, um, and then uh, Pulisic on the left, Mount in the middle, Sterling on the right, and then Havertz up top. But essentially, we had a double pivot, I think, mm-hmm. is what we had. Um, but yeah, we can talk about Mount's role now if we want. But yeah, pretty strong lineup overall, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the bad. I mean, I it's haven't the been best. impressed with it. Probably, I haven't been impressed with Koulibaly this year still, and he didn't have the greatest of games. I'm more impressed. I, I think I'd rather Chalaba back there. Um, but other than that, I mean, I think that's the only sub you really could have made. The fact that Aubameyang didn't start was great. Uh, so yeah, but I think this was the fact that uh, Zakaria, aka Z Man, got a start. I was <laughs> glad about because yes. he, to me, he was 
Like, I'm sitting here looking at his rating on FootMob, and he is the lowest rated player on our team, but I thought, honestly, he had the best game of yeah. the players that were on our pitch. You know, you know, Havertz had a great game, one of his best games of the year, but I thought Zakaria, what he did, being that box-to-box midfielder, and just the cover he provided defensively at times, and he was just all over the pitch. So, I loved the energy and what he brought to the team, and I'm like, where's this guy been? Like, mm-hmm. so like exactly. his, I think it's his third match this year for us, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. I think. So, I think he scored in the other two. So, it's like, why does this guy not play more? So, I'm hoping, because, I mean, let's face it, we have injuries in the midfield, that mm-hmm. he gets more playing time going forward, because I thought that this was honestly a great lineup to put out there. Um, Mount's role was great, because like you said, you said it a minute ago that he was very free roaming. He was just allowed to roam in that midfield. And I thought that that's where he needs to be. Like he excelled. That was one of his better games of the year as well. Um, his goal was great. Um, oh man. So I thought Such it was a, a yeah, it was one of his better games of the year. And I thought that, you know, finally some, the manager credit to them Potter for putting him in a position to actually affect the game and be that presence that we know he can be because he hasn't been this year. He's been very hit or miss. So hopefully that can give him some momentum going forward as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, I, uh, enjoyed seeing Havertz up top. So I thought that that was pretty fun. Uh, like you said, good thing about didn't start. I don't, I just, I mean, I'm not excited about anybody in this team at the moment, um, but <laughs> the first 30 minutes I thought were like pretty great. I thought mm-hmm. we controlled on the ball really well, and um, we controlled play really well. And I I thought that our front was clicking pretty good. Um, Pulisic had put in a Pulisic performance. Uh, it's about, about what he did. Uh, he ran a lot. <laughs> Um, and, but his score is probably a little low too. Cause he's like just above Zakaria in the rating, um, mm-hmm. on pop mob. But, uh, but I, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where they're doing a lot of work. They're doing a lot of work off the ball. They're drawing people to them. They're opening up lanes. Uh, that's hard to put in stats, but I thought overall, like Pulisic just, he's not threatening when he's on the ball. He's not threatening going at players he's not threatening attack wise and overall like even at even during the first 30 minutes but afterward our our front line is pretty impotent still in front of in front of goal but between Pulisic Mount Sterling uh Zakaria and Havertz I we were clicking pretty good and then Reese is on the wing Reese had a lot of space to run into and um he had a lot of space to run into the whole game. It just was really effective in the first half. Um, and so, uh, I mean, everybody looked hungry. Everybody looked good. A uh, little bit of rust coming back from the World Cup, but not much. I thought that we grew into the game really well. So, I was pretty happy with everybody. I, I like you, am not happy with Koulibaly most of the time. I think that he's uh, pretty shaky in the back. Silva looked a little bit shaky, like some really in yeah, air passes going on. He did from have him. a he he had a really scary one where he just passed it back across oh. the goal, and I was like, "What, Silva? This what are you doing? This is not you." Yeah, his old age is catching up with him in the brain department uh, during this game. Um, yeah, and then Kukurea, uh, I mean, I thought did what he needed to do. Um, yeah, and and like not. Definitely not the best, but uh, definitely didn't uh, di- didn't play bad. I mean, everybody everybody has boneheaded things that they're doing all game. I thought Jorginho had a pretty good game. He did. I, I, I was will, very happy I with will, him. I will admit that Jorginho did have a good game. Um, he, I don't know. He he had a good game for Jorginho. By Jorginho's standards, it was a good game. By, yeah, yeah. It's all know. relative. It's all relative within right. our Chelsea sphere. By good game, we're not comparing them to Man City. We're comparing them, you know, like, um, golly, whoa. You know in uh, old Mario Kart where you could race yourself? 
like the ghost. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's the what ghost we're always thing, comparing. Yeah. That's what we're always comparing them to. We're comparing them to old Jorginho uh, performances. True, very true. And I mean, he had a, he had a good game. So, I mean, like I'm I'm with you. It was a good game. Kepa didn't have a lot to do, which is always a good thing. If your goalie doesn't have a lot to do, yes. then it's a good game. You know, Kepa really didn't have to bail us out a lot. So, um, I saw some stats on him today. I didn't save him. I should have probably, but um, you know, he uh, he's had a he's having a really good season, and like he's starting to. It, we're gonna he's gonna get tested against City, so I'm interested. To, I'm ready for those couple yes. games where he has to go against City, and that'll really test him. Um, Cougarea, I think as long as he's playing left back, he's a serviceable backup to Chilwell. I would much yeah. prefer Chilwell out there. Um, but, uh, of course he's hurt right now. So oh, lo matter. and behold, injury. <clears throat> yeah. Injury. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it was generally, I mean, there's not really a lot to say about this game other than I think the first 45 minutes of this game was probably the best 45 minutes that we've played all season. Mm-hmm. I would say in the second half, we sort of reverted more. And I don't know, that could have been game plan. So I'm not going to sit here and pick sure. the second half apart because, you know, it seemed to sort of switch because Bournemouth came out with three at the back and we right. cut them open when they were playing through the back. When they switched to four at the back, it would seem to get a little more stagnant at that point in time in the game. It's sort of when it changed. So I'm not going to sit here and say that you know, we played the, you know, the best game of the year. I think it was the best half of the year probably, but I need to see us put together a complete game, complete 45. I need to see that third, that fourth goal against these teams where you just go out and put the game away. And and that's the thing I loved about the first, like you said, about the first 30 minutes. Because we scored in what the, what were the minutes we scored in? Uh, The 24th. 16th and 24th. So, yeah. you know, we were very clinical in that point in time. And we seemed to be still pressing forward, going for the throat, you know. And I like that aggressive style that we were playing. But it seemed to sort of switch when they went to that fourth at the back. We just couldn't find the space. We couldn't break them down as easily. So, I think that affected the game. But that's where the manager's got to be able to make his adjustments. But I will say, it, we did seem to be passing the ball better. Mm-hmm. We seem to be passing, making those forward passes into channels that we haven't been making a lot. So you yeah. you can sort of start seeing Potter's, you know, hand starting his strategy start to develop and take hold in these players because he's he's had a month to tinker with this stuff, you know. Right. So it is hard for manager to come in in the middle of a season like that. So I'll give him credit. Still don't know if he's the right fit for us. I hope he is, but I still not sold on him yet. But you know, whatever. Yeah, didn't um, Liverpool put nine against Bournemouth earlier this year? Is this the team they put nine up against? Yeah, I think so. Like, if that, you know, that's um, that's pretty crazy. Uh, like, I just can't see us being the team that puts up those kind of numbers against um, against a team like this. I, overall, our passing accuracy was 88% in this game. Um, I'm like you. I want to see those third, fourth, fifth goals. I want to see us mm-hmm. be able to break down a team um, over the course of a game. Now, granted, which this is all relative because we have to like give Chelsea credit based on past Chelsea performances, not based on what good football is, right? <laughs> like, So we have to, yeah. like, based on what our performances are, we saw the game out. So, I mean, that's yeah. pretty good. There were times when Bournemouth looked really threatening. They had, like, some little one-twos that were breaking presses and getting past our guys, like, even going through the middle, which I thought was a little uh, annoying at times. Uh, like you said earlier, Kepa never really looked threatened. Um, he only made, like, four saves the whole match, and I don't even think those most of them weren't even – there might have been, like, one good shot from Bournemouth the whole game. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I want to see us really push to be better still. Like, I just don't think we're threatening. Like, I don't think teams are scared of us. I mean, we, we played a team. Luckily, this was the team we played after we got back from break. Um, and so I don't. I mean, it, it's like 
I am very happy about us winning, but I'm still concerned. It may and could just be we were off as a team for like a month and a half at this point. So, um, so yeah, this is all very positive, but I I do get worried about teams like City. And like I think mm-hmm. you said that was going to be a true test for Kepa. I agree. I think that's going to be a true test for everybody. Um, and then we lost Reese. We lost Reese in the 53rd minute. Like this, that like we rely on him way too much for him to go down again for like another what they're saying a month. Mm-hmm. And and we talk about our physio staff a lot here. <laughs> um, give them credit. Apparently they fought to not put him in. Right? Like that's the story going around. Well, I mean, like. From what I hear, his personal trainer posted on the gram the other night, you know, that he was a little <laughs> bit like, you know, the context of it was essentially that he didn't think Reese should be coming back. Somebody had to clear Reese to come back. I would imagine it was probably more our physios. Oh, uh, okay. And I think, so it's personal trainer then. Gotcha. Yeah. I think Potter is going to, and, and this is the issues where you get into because Potter came out in his pre-match press conference said he's going to play 60 to 65 minutes. You're easing him back in. He had already played 60 or 65 minutes. I forgot how many. It was 60, I think, in the friendly that we had behind closed doors when we were coming back. He had already played 60 minutes in a match. And it's... I mean, I don't think... I don't know if you can blame anybody for it. It's just like, maybe we should... I mean, you could, in hindsight, pull him at halftime. You're up 2-0. Right. You know, but that's hindsight, and hindsight's twenty twenty. So, I don't know. It, it's, it just sucks is what it ultimately comes down to. And you feel bad for Reese because, number one, he missed the World Cup because of the injury. And number right. two, now he comes back, plays a little over half a match, and gets hurt again, and is out for another month. So, and I think the original diagnosis is that his physi or his personal trainer, from what I've read, wanted him to have surgery on the knee originally, but Reese refused because he wanted to try and make the World Cup squad, right. which I get. I understand that from Reese's perspective. So, I mean, I, it just sucks. I don't really think there's any other. I mean, there's not. I don't think there's blame to be put on anybody in the situation. You know, it just sucks. Yeah, yeah. I I would love to blame somebody, but no. When you when you kind of put it all, when you kind of put it all that way. I mean, it does, and I think that the wanting to put blame on somebody is just the the anger at how often our players are getting injured. Yeah, and if you wanted to blame somebody, I think you blame our physios. Like I think that's where the that's the only people that are to blame because they're the ones that are going to say, okay, he's ready for X number of minutes. Yeah. And Potter's going to listen to them. So I don't, I think Potter's blameless in this situation. Potter's sure. just doing what the physios tell him to do. This is one of those times where I'll stick up for the manager. Like I'm not a big Potter fan, but I'll have his back in this situation because it's the physio's job and Potter's going to listen to them. And Reese's trainer, I think maybe had a different opinion than our physios. You know, I think that's clear. Right. So, and then, but it also comes down, I think, to the player. And Reese is a baller. He wants to play. Like, it, right. you, it's hard to tell a grown-ass man to sit down and not play when he wants to be out there playing. You know, but sometimes somebody has to step in and say, dude, for the longevity of your career, you're, you need to rest. You need to have surgery, maybe. Like, Chilwell last year. Like, I know Chilwell wanted to come back. He tried to come back last year, you know, from that injury. But eventually it was like, okay, he tried for a month to come back. Nope, you need surgery. Had surgery. Right. You know, out for the rest of the year. So, somebody's got to step in at some point. And I think that might have been where his his personal trainer, his physio was sort of coming from is like, I tried to step in and be that person. There's more to this story than what there is. And maybe, you know, you put some blame on Reese. I don't want to do that because I love Reese James. Um, but I, I just don't think you can blame anybody. If you blame anybody, blame our physios because to your point, they do suck apparently because we have way too many injuries. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel like we've been pretty hard on them. Um, I'd love to do like a, Kind of how we did a breakdown of players, manager, financials, and ownership. I would love to do almost like a 
physio team because I, I just don't know much about them. I just know we have had a lot of injuries and we've had a lot of players like not stay healthy. And I don't know if it's just the amount of games that we're playing in general um, combined with physio decisions. So I would love to kind of know more about that. And um, yeah. I, we've got to get this under control. And and like it's like you said, like there's just things that are out of our hands, and maybe people are blameless, and and that's fine. And the 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 fast reaction is just to find somebody or something to blame. But the amount of injuries is staggering. But then also we're buying players who are injury prone, like Fafana. Um, yeah. Also, Conte has become injury prone. Um, Chilwell had a bad injury last season, was out the whole season. Now he's injury prone. Like Reese. is is Reese going to be injury prone from now on? Um, Broja, when he comes back next year, is he going to be injury prone? Like we were we were about to start like lining up behind that kid. Um, mm -hmm. So I I just don't know. It's it's just a bad situation. It's a bad situation all around. Um, I haven't trusted the physio team in a long time. It's just a gut feeling. I don't know anything about that. I but I would love to look more into it. Um, but we just have had a lot of injuries, a lot of bad injuries, a lot of long-term injuries. Um, and then the amount is just getting staggering at this point. Like this is, this is really, really getting ridiculous. You watch a team like Arsenal who haven't had many injuries this year and you start looking, <laughs> like you just start looking at like what a team like that is capable of. Um, and when they're not battling, um, things and they are, are able to put their lineup um, out the way they want to. Um, and then I start looking and going, do we need to play as many competitions as we play? Like <laughs> I, I start like not wanting domestic trophies just so we can go further in other trophies. Yep. Like, and I don't want to feel that way. I'd like to be competing for everything, but like at some point I stop caring when our players are going down every single game or even in a club friendly or even in practice, <laughs> you know, or in the world cup. Like I'm just getting like, I just get upset when they start seeing it. So, yeah, I don't know what the deal is. I'm. It just makes me sick to my stomach how many injuries and like how long um, they're lasting. Uh, like we can't we can't compete when some of the players that we have put and bought for specific positions. I mean, I think it's pretty evident how much we rely on Reese James to attack down that right side um, and to open up that space for us and his crossing abilities. Like, I just don't – there's not another player like him. Um, and I think at the top of his game, he's the best right back in the world um, or best right winger or whatever he's playing that, that, that day. But, like, I – it's just hard watching somebody who worked so hard to get healthy go back down. And I just don't understand. I, I would have rather him not play um, than to, like, get our hopes really high. But – I understand he's got to play at some point, but yeah, it just sucks. It's just a bad situation. I agree. I think, you know, there's, there's two points to the whole injury thing. And one, it's probably a little more realistic than the other, in my opinion, but I think your point to playing so many games mm -hmm. and the congestion of the schedule over the last two years is a big thing to this. And maybe it's just hitting our players more disproportionately than it is hitting other players. Whatever, you could say that. My going theory is that <clears throat> back in 2015 when we fired uh, Eva, you know, mm -hmm. the lovely, lovely head physio that Mourinho had beef with, when we fired her, she put a hex on us and a curse on us when she <laughs> left. And that now we are cursed with injuries because oh, we fired her because of Mourinho. One of the dumb moves that Mourinho did. I love Mourinho. I love yeah. him, but he's done some dumb stuff with this club that we can all admit, selling De Bruyne or selling Salah, firing Eva. We can all agree that those were stupid things. Yeah. So, I think she might have put a, a curse on us when she left. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there as a, as a possibility, oh, okay? Just want that out there in the ether. Yeah. Eva, if that's just true, and somehow you're listening to this, for the love of God redirect the curse to Mourinho not us yes he yes. he's the one to blame here he was an asshole to you we are make no excuses for him 
Correct. Redirect it for the for yep. the love of God. <laughs> Please, we've been punished enough. <laughs> you know, I'll, also to your point, like with um, schedule congestion, FIFA can be blamed for a lot of this this year. Oh yes, hundred percent. I not that I didn't enjoy a nice Christmas World Cup final, but it's ridiculous that that was even an option and and this season is worse off because of it um at least at least in terms of our injuries other teams seem to be fine with it and that's fine but like the the congestion in the schedules and then couple that with with the queen dying and 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 all the mourning that happened with that and that that just compounded a uh, like that's just unforeseen but that's just compounded an issue that fifa created and so um so I'm not blaming that at all. I'm just saying, like, when things like that happen, and as a country, England needs to mourn and do what they need to do, um, and then FIFA's already screwing us over. Like, they just kind of build on each other at that point. And, like, there's no room to do anything because FIFA already screwed up the schedule. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the, a lot of the blame can definitely be put on FIFA, for sure. Um, Yeah. I don't know. This this if you've never listened to one of our podcasts, this is our podcast in a nutshell. We go from talking about a Chelsea match to talking about injuries, talking about our physios, <laughs> talking about our former physio, head of physio Eva, to talking about FIFA and how much we despise them. So welcome to our podcast if you're a new listener. Um okay, so I'll get us back on track because I got us off. Uh our next match, New Year's Day. Yep, we are playing Nottingham Forest. Woohoo! This is it's got to be a win, right? Like we got to win this. We have to win it, but are we going to win it? It's Nottingham uh, Forest. I don't believe. Okay, so I was looking at our form, you know, and so mm-hmm. before the World Cup, right? We had lost one, two, three. We had lost. I thought it was four. No. I think it was four it was four Premier League games in a row, I think. I think it's only three. If I remember correctly. It was So uh, the last win we had in the Premier League before this one was October sixteenth against Aston Villa. We won two nothing. Then we played Brentford, Drew, October nineteenth, played Man U Drew. We had a Champions League game that we won. And then lost to Brighton October twenty ninth. One to Dinamo Zagreb, or no wait, yeah we were home for that. So one at home against Dinamo Zagreb, and then lost to Arsenal, lost to City in the EFL, lost to Newcastle. And then so lost was, to Villa on the eleventh. Um, that's a yeah, it's a club friendly though. Oh, that was a club friendly. Okay. Yeah. So we technically lost four in a row. <laughs> yeah. Te- yeah. Technically. <laughs> um. That's the one that Brozier got injured in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we lost. We were winless out of five Premier League games, technically, because we lost against Brentford and drew against, or drew against Brentford and drew against United, and then lost three. But we also lost to City in the EFL before that, too, so that felt like four. So, anyway, our run of form was horrible. So, like, mm-hmm. to come back and get a win is pretty good. But I don't think we can string together several wins. Not, I mean, the last time we did that was at the beginning of October. Yeah, well, I mean, we have, so we have Forest, and then we play City back-to-back in the FA Cup and Premier League. So that'll be fun. And then we freaking play Crosstown Rivals Fulham, literally next-door rivals. You might as well say that. Yeah. Um. And then we play Palace, and then we play Pool. So I mean, like, realistically, we should get at least nine of the next fifteen. But who knows? I mean, that's pushing it. I mean, I, I we play a game is, every three or four days here, which is ridiculous. Yep. Mm-hmm. Welcome to schedule mm-hmm. congestion because of FIFA. Yeah, um, this is wild. Sorry, I so, interrupted you. No, it's fine. I think that the big 
the big thing going forward is is can we continue to play like we played against Bournemouth? Like, can we come out with that fire and that intensity? City scares me more than what they did uh, before the match started because mm-hmm. we have no Reese James, which means we're going to be playing Dave out there. Yep. Okay. I so mean, there's nobody else means... that can play that role. Yeah, I mean, Grealish is just going to run by him. Foden, if he's out there, is just going to run by I mean, it's going to be a massacre. But, um, oh, and great statistic, Jason. Have you heard this one? I don't know if you've heard this one or not. Oh, God. So, this year, uh, let's see. uh, I don't think I saved anywhere. I know what it is, though. Uh, Erling Holland, by himself, has scored more goals than we have Chelsea as a team. Holy crap. In the Premier like, League. In the Premier League? Well, in the Premier League, Erling Haaland has more goals than Chelsea as a team. One so person. I was just looking at how many goals we've scored. We've scored 19. He scored I know at least 20. It might be I think it's 20. So he's scored more goals in our team. Man City are on a ridiculous goal-scoring streak right now. They've scored 43 yeah. in the same amount of games as us. Arsenal have scored 36, Newcastle 32, Tottenham 33, Man U 23, Liverpool 31, Brighton 26, Fulham 27, Brentford 25. I'm just naming the teams that have scored more than us. Leicester 25, they're in 13th. Leeds have scored 23, they're in 15th, and that's it. So more than half the league, or about half the league, has scored more than us. Well, the funny thing is, is that Brent or not Brent, Brighton scored four against us. They beat us four one. Leeds beat us three one. Yeah, I think. Yeah, is it three one? Leeds beat us early in the year. So it's like whatever. Yeah, I um, mean it. But this is what we were talking about. Like people yeah. were on the hype train for the strikers we were bringing in, hmm. and you and I were just like, we're gonna wait and see how it goes. Havertz scored this game. We haven't talked about mm-hmm. who scored, right? Well, Mount, yeah, we did a little bit. But Havertz scored, yeah. right? So that takes him to four in the Premier League this season. Mount scored. That takes him to three. Sterling has three in the in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. So our top three scorers combined are now in double digits. <laughs> Which is just insane. Like, yeah. that's just asinine that Stupid. we don't have somebody that can't, hasn't scored double digits halfway through the season. Stupid. It is. It's stupid. We we can't um, we can't win anything like that. We can't win no. with the injuries. We can't win with a lack of goal scoring. Or, or we can't put together consistent like runs. So we just can't do anything. Like we're we're just stuck. If our players are not scoring, which to be fair, they scored two this time. That's great. Good job. We now have a goal differential of two. Good job, I guess. <laughs> but like we just, I, I don't know. Where do you think, based on like what we just saw? I mean, we're playing a ridiculous amount of games in January. We're we got Nottingham Forest, we got City, we got Fulham, um, we got Crystal Palace coming up, and then we have Liverpool. Yeah, so we have Liverpool on January twenty first, and I guess there's a break because we don't play again until the third. So, based on what we got coming up, I mean. Every game is a must-win for us now, which is stupid. It's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> like, wh- what are what's our goal for the season right now? Because I think, like, now, now if any, even after this win, like tempering expectations, which we which we preach that on this podcast this entire season, um, especially <laughs> like yeah, we were we I think we were more like mantraing and mo- having mantras to ourselves or saying mantras mm-hmm. to ourselves about it. Like, what is, what's your hope for the end of the season right now? Like, what like where where you hope that we land? Um, like realistically, because I I don't know if we can get top four right now. I don't think we can. Realistically, don't get relegated. <laughs> <laughs> That's my hope this year. Oh, I mean, God. like, look, I finish top ten. That's yeah. where I feel like we'll finish. I don't think we will finish top four. Um, with you on that, I think it's going to be some form of Arsenal, City, United, and Tottenham, and 
Arsenal, City, United, Liverpool, and Tottenham will fight it out for that fourth spot for Champions League. I feel like maybe Newcastle can sneak in there because they're not playing as many competitions. Yeah, yeah. They can be this year's West Ham. Um, I feel like possibly they're good. Um, which is scary because they're only going to get better because of the money that they have now. Yeah. So, um, I don't. I think a lot of it too depends on our January transfer window. Is oh, are we going to sign Enzo from Benfica for a freaking zillion dollars? Apparently, um, set our club record fee. Um, we're bringing in more youth. Uh, I mean, it would help if we probably signed a backup right back for Reese James. That would probably be a good idea because um, he apparently gets hurt a lot. So I don't know. I mean, I, realistically, we'll finish top ten, but toward the six through ten somewhere, probably. Yeah, I would say. Do you think it's safe, depending on who we bring in? Like, do you think that because it sounds like we're bringing in people in January, and because we've we've talked about that too about how we can't afford it, but you know, whatever, we don't own the club. Um, do you? I mean, do you think it like it's worth? waiting until the end of January to see what happens or do you think I I tend to be of the mind that's too late like for us to really make a run it just is going to depend on a lot of teams up top which right now are not really losing so yeah well I mean Tottenham's down 2-0 and come back come back comes back and draws 2-2 right do you ever have hope that we could ever do that in a match if we go down 2-0 god no yeah Exactly. I'm the same way. I agree. 100%. No way. If Chelsea's down 2-0, you're not coming back. Like, we're lucky to score two goals a match. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I mean, like, realistically, you what should happen? We should beat Nottingham Forest for three points. We should beat Fulham. We should beat Crystal Palace. And if you draw one of Liverpool and City, you've, you've won the month of January. So that would yeah. be ten points. If you get if we get out of January with ten points, it's a win. Anything yeah. above ten points is, I think, uh, a, a, an amazing January. Anything less than nine points mm-hmm. is a failure of a January. Because you should be Forest, Fulham, and Palace. Those games should not be an issue for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. We do know Chelsea likes to shit the bed against lower tier teams. So, yeah. And we'll to see, be fair we'll for Fulham and Palace, I mean, we're in eighth. Fulham are in ninth. Palace are in eleventh. Mm-hmm. Right. And they, both those teams, no. Palace have not scored more than us. Fulham has scored eight more goals than we have on the mm-hmm. season. So, so yeah. it's, but I agree, like, we should win those games. Mm-hmm. Based on the talent we have, like if you're just looking right. at our squad on paper, it's a different story. If you watch them play, <laughs> that is that tells you all you need to know, I guess. But that uh, is true. But I agree with you. I think those are some thin margins you just laid out. But um, I agree. Like we, this is this is the month where we show what we're made of, and mm-hmm. we have chances to prove ourselves. And this is the moment to step up. And I don't care who we're bringing in. I don't care whatever. Like, this is the moment for these players to step up and show us that they can make our final squads. Even though we already <laughs> uh, said we would boot most of them off the team. Um, so, uh, and most of the players we kept now are just injured. Um, <laughs> but, uh, go back and listen to that episode. Uh, the State of the Club, the players. Um yeah, I don't know. It's it's an interesting. I just kind of want this month to be over, as a Chelsea fan. Mm-hmm. Um, what is what is the um, uh, qualification criteria for the Conference League? Do you know? I think so. I think Conference League is let's see first four Champions League. Does the fifth go into a playoff for Champions fifth, League? Fifth goes to Europa. S- Okay, so fifth goes Europa, then six, I think, is conference. So only one team goes to conference. I think. I don't know. It might be two. I don't remember. I 
don't know. They've just changed it. I can't keep up with it. Yeah, because I know, don't we send, like, the winner of the FA or the EFL or both to the Europa? Yes, the winner of the FA goes to Europa, I believe. Okay. Um, I guess it's based off of the... It's split into two paths, apparently. The, um... Oh, there's, like, a champion's path? And then there's a non-champions path. The champions path is contested by teams which lost qualification for the Champions League group stage and consequently have been relegated either directly into the Europa League or via second regulation relegation from the UEFA Europa League as a result of two straight eliminations. So, and then I guess it goes by country coefficient. Um, so, yeah, then we just have one team. So, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. We'll, have, so we'll send one team. Um, yeah. So that was just to set up my next question. Do you... Do we even want any of the, that next year? Nope. <laughs> nope. I don't. I mean, like, it would be seriously cool to win the Conference League to be the first ever holders of the uh, yeah. Champions League, Europa League, and Conference League trophies all True. at the same time. You know, that would be cool. But I would prefer if we just sort of, if we're not going to finish top four. Now, I would much rather finish top four. Hear me sure. out. Top four is the goal. Do I think realistically we have a shot at top four? Not really. Yeah. Do I want us to finish top four? Yes. But I don't think that even if we finish top four, yeah, that's great, Champions League. But I would, if we don't finish top four, I'd rather nothing at all. Because I'd rather right. just, we're just going to be in the Premier League, FA Cup, Carbio Cup, whatever it's called now nowadays. Um, those are the only three cups we'll be in. Yeah. I would rather just, in it, and that would give us a good point of reset, I think, to give our players off the summer. Don't worry about summer football. Give them a much-needed rest. Hopefully heal up from injuries. Make some good signings in the summer. Come back and get back into that top four. That would be ideal if we don't make top four this year. I'd rather just—it's either top four or nothing. That's yeah. the way I feel. I, I feel the I same. I don't know about you. Yeah, I feel the same. I, I if like top four is always a goal. If not top four, hard reset. Yeah. So I'd be fine, like not ha or having a season where we are not in every single competition that mm -hmm. maybe gives us an advantage going into the next season. Well, you, you look at Arsenal. Back. That's what they did. They yeah. sort of had that hard reset season where they weren't anything and now look at them. So you can do it. You just have to do it right. And you have to make the right signings is what it comes down to. Like Arsenal made the right signings. Can we make those same signings? Yeah. Like when you're telling me we're about to go spend which we can get into this later episode, you know, next week or something like that. But like, we're about to go spend a club record on a midfielder that just won the World Cup. That is supposedly, you know, good. He is coming from Benfica, which Benfica has a great track record of producing great mm -hmm. young talent. But you're talking about spending as much money as you're spending on him. I just have flashbacks to Madrid spending what they did on Hamas Rodriguez, right? And the fact that he sort of ended up being more or less of a bust at Madrid and he wasn't worth the money they spent on all because of what he did in the world cup. Right. And so are we sort of making that same mistake in overpaying for a player based off of a world cup. I don't know. Makes me nervous. Yeah. And somebody brought up a good point on Reddit today. We don't exactly have a good track record with, uh, club record signings. <laughs> <laughs> Understatement of the year, but yeah, yeah. you're right. So, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting trying to look into the crystal ball for this season because the season's already mm -hmm. been insane. Add add the firing, add the selling, add the World Cup, add the injuries. Like, there's no mm – -hmm. this club is never short of drama. I would love to just have a freaking drama-free season where we just win the everything and go from there. And that's that's what I want. That That's you're my greatest wish. Dude, you're not kidding, man. Just a drama-free season where, like, it, I don't even have to win the Premier League, 
but where we just easily finish in the top like one or two like we're challenging for the title the whole year we might not win it but we easily finish in the top one two or three you know where i'm not sweating bullets and hoping a team loses on the last game of the season so that we can sneak into the top four (laughs) you know like i just need too many seasons of that sorry yeah Oh, no, no, you're good. I just need a calm, like you, I just need a calm, relaxing season where, but then right. we'd probably be upset because like, oh, why are we winning? Oh, why can't we finish in first? You know? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. But I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Is there such a thing know. as just a nice, calm season? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, um, maybe that could be the rest of this season. Maybe you and I just have no expectation. And then if we do really well, like then we're like, oh, good. And then if not, then we're like, figures. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I have really no expectations for the rest of this year. I like literally just like I yeah. said earlier, like don't get relegated. In all honesty, mm-hmm. don't get relegated, Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. I mean, it is. You know, any other season, I've been like, that's not a genuine fear. And this season, for yeah. some reason, it feels like it is. Um, I just want to see us play some good football. Like, and we did for a good part of the game for a good part of the Bournemouth game, which is great. Um, but I want to see us consistently do that. And mm-hmm. I don't feel like we have done yes. that for going on almost a year now. And um, and even with Tuchel, it was a roller coaster of a, of a, of a ride mm-hmm. most of the time anyway. So um, I, w- I would just love to see some like consistently good football where we are like progressing every game. And I always feel like for all the steps we take forward, uh, forward we take some back um and it, it's always like different every game like it's always in a different area that we're like going backwards every game and and sometimes it's just an injury sometimes that's reese going down sometimes that's we couldn't see out the game you know and then sometimes like like with this one is havertz and mount both scored and sterling got an assist and they were all involved um so it's like is that a step forward like what will what will cause us to take step backwards? So, um, I don't know if that's, uh, I don't know. That's just how I feel like it's been for such a long time. So I think that would be my expectation is just like, let's put together some good performances. I don't even think we have to win everything, but I just want to see us progressing as a team, um, and in our play. Um, but that apparently is too much to ask of this professional football team. Yeah, and I mean, I'm, I I agree. Like, I think about it. Like, I watched a good bit of the City and Leeds match the other night, the other day, yeah. afternoon, whatever it was. Um, and City didn't even start their strongest lineup. Like, so, and they still dominated that game yeah. for good portions. And Leeds had chances at the end. I will say that. Leeds did have chances at the end. And City missed some chances. But, mm-hmm. at the same time, like, City still was the better team throughout that match and they constantly just play better football yeah. than the teams that they play. And like we don't do that. And I'm with you. I just need some consistency from this team. Like it doesn't matter. Like they started two youngsters or well one of them, Lewis, young guy. Uh Gun doesn't start for them every game. I mean they their squad rotation is they rotate their squad. Their right. best center back is out right now, Ruben Diaz. Kyle Walker didn't even play in the match. Um, Cancelo didn't come in until late in the second half. Foden came in late in the second half. Cole Palmer, who was another youngster, got minutes. So it's like wild. They didn't even play their best lineup, and they, for the majority of that match, dominated Leeds. Um, so it's it's one of those things like you look at a team like City. You look at a team like Arsenal this year. Like Arsenal's a little different because they don't rotate as much. But City, like it doesn't matter who they put in there. They're still because it's a system. Right. Pep has a system, um, and that's what we need at Chelsea is that a system. And so hopefully Potter brings that. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um. So uh, let's just give a real quick. What's your prediction for this weekend, Jason? How, oh, how is Chelsea going to hit? Who, not are we, miss this. who are we playing this weekend? Nottingham Forest. Okay. So Nottingham Forest is currently in 19th place next to last on 13 points. Which means we'll lose. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
What's your score prediction? Oh, man. Okay, I said before we left for World Cup, I didn't predict wins because I said I'm not going to predict a win until we win again. Yep. And so I I will now, I might predict a win. I'm going to say 2-0 because I think, I think if we win and we're going to score all we can score, we're only scoring two. It's like you said earlier. Like we're not <laughs> we, scoring more than two. We can't score more than two. Yes. Yeah. So um, I think that I'm going to go with that. I want I want to be positive. Man, you just beat Forest three nothing. I I think we will find a way to make a meal of it as we always do. But I can see us winning two zero or two one. I will say two zero just just to be positive and end this positively. So what about you? You're a better person than me. I'm predicting a 1-1 draw because it's uh, at Nottingham Forest. We're yeah. Chelsea. We're inconsistent. That's my prediction. 1-1 draw. And we lost Reese. Just, and we lost Reese, so that means Dave's got to be out there on the wing, which means he'll probably be playing against some, like, it's Nottingham Forest. They probably have, I don't even know who their freaking lineup is. They probably have some 20-year-old out there on the wing that's going to just wax <laughs> Dave <laughs> that nobody's ever heard of. But, yeah, I, I just... I, I need to see consistency before I start predicting wins. Yeah. Like, so, um, that's totally fair. I'm going to, you know, we're going to nine and a half force. We'll probably, uh, you know, if we, if we win, great, we should win. Will we win? Probably not. Yeah. Um, we I'm have looking... never lost to Nottingham forest. Yeah. So. Well, I'm looking at the I mean, stats well, too. Since... They lined up in a four, three, three, last game and they only had 71 percent passing accuracy only eight shots yeah whatever three of them were on target i think that like we could possibly do something with that so yeah possibly i mean we'll play hopefully we'll play that four two three one again i enjoyed that i enjoy the four at the back i'm so tired of freaking three at the back it's driving me nuts it's yeah i'm tired of it so four at the back was nice to see um, so hopefully we come out with that formation again. Hopefully, honestly, I would minus Reese because I know he's hurt. Same mm-hmm. lineup. Just put the same people out there again because yeah. they've had a week off. Put them out there. Let them yep. go. Don't change your lineup any except, I guess, just at this point in time, we're going to put Dave in there for yeah. Reese. Don't I, change I anything. I agree. Yeah. So, Jason, uh, this weekend is predicting a win. 2-0. Uh, Daniel's being, uh, a lot more pessimistic and predicting the draw. <laughs> um, one one. Uh, so anyway, uh, you got any final thoughts, Jason? I mean, we we turned this positive episode somehow and spun it into like a yeah. I guess a realistic episode. We're trying to be realistic. Hey, at look, the same time. if we win, we will be crazy positive next episode. I think I'm just constantly <laughs> scared. I just I like don't know what's gonna happen. Like you can't depend on this team. You can't depend on anything. We're going to have four players injured next game, and we're not even going to have a squad for the rest of the season. Like, that's how I feel every time we go out. So, um, but I'm trying to be positive with my prediction. I, I, if we, if we can come away uh, with a win on Forest, I think we will like start our January pretty well. And, maybe that momentum can carry us into city. And then I think that we're just going to park the bus against them. <laughs> and I am not looking forward to watching Holland destroy us. No. Um, so yeah, anyway, I'm kind of hoping for something heroic. Like I'm hoping that like we will destroy city in some way, but that's not going to happen, <laughs> but you got to hold on to hope, right? Like that's all we got. Um, so anyway, we got. I have hope. And that's it. Yep. Um, I, yeah, I don't really have a lot. I mean, I'm not looking forward to... I'm looking forward to Nottingham Forest. I'm not looking forward to the two... Although, to be fair, the FA Cup match should be a good showcase of youngsters. Like, I think for both squads. Yes. I think there'll be heavy rotation. So, I'm actually interested in that match. Yes. The EPL match scares me to crap. Like, I... Holland's probably going to score four or five on us. And... The winner yeah. will probably have like three assists, you know, whatever. So, yeah, I don't know, but I don't 
I don't know. That's it. Uh, tell these people where to find us, Jason. We're on Twitter at the Ball and Foot. Follow along. Um, Daniel is amazing on there. Um, I don't know how to Twitter much, um, so uh, just follow us there. Though that's where we are at the Ball and Foot on Twitter. Yep, and uh, just uh, catch us on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcast at these days. Um, we're there. Probably, maybe. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, yeah, until next time, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Positivity, flippity floppity. Yeah.